on an all-new Buffy. Their darkest fears have come true. What do we do? I stop it. A return to the edge of the Hellmouth to face the forces of the apocalypse. The end of the world. Again? Again? An all-new Buffy. To Mr. Pointy, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 11, Doomed. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, we'll be talking about doomed relationships. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it or after it, the comics and possibly even other shows and movies. In lieu of writing anything witty or snappy here, I request, a la Giles in this episode, that something be added after the fact while the episode's being edited. Thank you. Oh my gosh, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Kelly, and I am joined by two of the best podcast co-hosts that the internet's second favorite bo- Buffy podcast could ever ask for. Stacia, say hello. Hello. Daniel, say hello. Breathing in that 2000s air. Oh, yeah. Is this the first one in 2000? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. What What exactly a is New that? millennium. Hey, that's, that's... I can't even imagine the year 2000 or 2001 even. 2002. I suddenly feel really impossible. sad they didn't do a Y2K apocalypse situation. I think it's too easy. It's too on the And nose. they kind of already and did it with... with Malcolm. I know. They already Malcolm. did it with uh, Robot Eugene. Yeah, exactly. Can't they really should have saved that. They, they could have just had like a Malcolm Part Two. He could have come back mm. as like a bigger, scarier. Yeah. Well, we did enough rehashing in this episode. That episode being season four, episode eleven, Doomed, originally aired, as Daniel mentioned, in the year two thousand on January eighteenth. Written by a whole slew of people: Marty Knox and David Fury and Jane Espenson, Not all of whom is we that good. the definition of a slew? Three. I mean, <laughs> Three. <laughs> Not it a is, few. It is it's officially <laughs> one more than any other episode ever written off for And they're show. all excellent writers contributing to, dare I say, a doomed project. Ooh. This is the only episode with three credited writers. So that's, and it shows. It, and when it shows up on the screen, it's like they have to stop and wait for there to be nothing else going on. Just like Buffy's face. And then it takes up almost the entire screen. Written by... Marty Jackson and David Sheard and Jane Espenson. Okay, well, the spacing on that is absurd. Yeah, they couldn't have really achieved that in a different way. Directed by uh, James A. Contner. This is 8 of 20 for the series for him. The last one was The Initiative. Next one will be The Eye and Team. So all he does is Stinky Riley episodes? No, he's been writing since The Gate. Like he's he All he does his, is Stinky sorry, Riley episodes. <laughs> direct. No. No. But, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's the second most... He's the trash man. He takes out the trash. He does what needs to be done. Someone's got to do it. Stinky Riley episodes. I get it. I get it. Hey, someone wrote those Stinky Riley episodes. He just has to, you know. I'm on the same wavelength. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. What happened in this Stinky Riley episode, you might ask? Stinky Riley stuff. Well, we pick up right where we Stinky Riley left off with him and Buffy having a conversation in the dorm room, um, which gets really dramatic and heavy, but luckily is preempted by... A famous California earthquake. Not famous. I shouldn't say famous. But what does Giles say? A fairly common occurrence in Southern California. An earthquake. Which Riley gets regally dorky and excited about. I've never been in an earthquake. So I, I mean, I didn't I would we? Be... Didn't we like think that there was an earthquake? Didn't that something weird happen in our know. first apartment when we were here? I think earthquake we heard it was an earthquake. But here. then it was like, 
I didn't feel anything. Yeah. You pretend you did. Yeah. Well, it freaks Buffy out because last time this happened, she died. Uh, which, thank God, she reminded everyone because other than Stacia, no one fucking remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Stacia rides for the first death. She no one else remembers. Does. Why does no one care? <laughs> well, the show's clearly. Why does no one care? Yeah, well, even... Even wait, Giles doesn't care. Yeah. Wait till my feelings amplify in season five and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they killed a main character. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, Buffy goes immediately to Giles, who's like, Buffy, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> this is no big deal. The last time we had an earthquake, I died. Yes, I know that, and therefore I completely understand your anxiety. Oh, good. Because I'd hate for my little untimely horrible death concern to be ambiguous. But unless evidence suggests otherwise, I think we can assume that it's shifting landmasses and not a portent of some imminent doom. Uh... Buffy and Riley continue to have their little we can't be together moments throughout the episode but while that's Which going on. Which was just on, Buffy Buffy's side of things. Spike is dealing with a new non his non-violence diet not so well. He tries to off himself and he struggles with fashion and it's a whole thing. Willow gets stood up by Buffy at a party where she runs into Percy. Do you guys remember Percy? He's from that high school that we're going to visit in this episode too. You got the brains. He's got the fast break. It's a perfect match. Match? You want us to breed? I want you to tutor him. Turns Why? out Percy hasn't grown as a person. He's still a total <laughs> dick. <laughs> the surprise of no one. Shut up. Nice. No. Party, though, there's a kid, a college student, who gets gruesomely murdered. And there's a weird symbol on his chest, which Willow goes to tell Giles about. And the Deathly Hallows. Turns out that symbol is one of an apocalypse cult that are hellbent. On a reopening, the hell mouth. That's right. Percy was here to let us know we're going back to high school. So in order to stop the apocalypse cult from reopening the hell mouth that is still in the library or the burned out husk of what was the library, the Scoobies go to said library to uh, thwart the evil. And during the fight, Spike realizes, I can hurt a demon. And his life changes forever. You got to do it in the voice you said earlier. I can hurt a demon. He said, I, I'm going to be doing that voice all the time from now on. And then you had the time to do it. And you didn't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Beyond disappointed. Uh, no. I like my women hot. Call me old fashioned. We end with Buffy saying, you know, all those great points I made about we can't be in a relationship. Fuck it. Let's make out. A couple of firsts in this episode. And by a couple, I mean, at least this one. Where, again, written by three people. Uh, Riley is, appears while Mark Lucas appears in the credits for the first time. Um, the reason why there are three writers on this episode, Doug Petrie said in an interview that he was going to be the one that wrote this episode originally, but he was getting married during that time. So they all kind of, everybody's really burnt out after Hush. And I think they just kind of did the best they could to get it all done. Petrie says something like, you know, when you're really put to the wall, like it could either be great. Or sometimes it just doesn't work out. But at least we got something. I feel like we're about to get like episodes from all three of these people within the next like three weeks. Like, so that totally makes sense that they would be like, we got to scramble. But to me, that says, Doug, you should have worked OT to help your friends out. I mean, how important is your wedding? Honestly. And he's probably like, how important is this fucking episode? It's not. I don't even know what to do. Uh, The Amy Madison's mother. Catherine the Great, remember Catherine Madison, all the way back from the witch, her trophy that she was trapped in is actually on the floor in the hallway when they're going through the high school. Okay, I said that, and you I don't, saw you, it. It doesn't close up on it. It's just on the no, floor, but it is there. No, it's just on the floor. It is there. Yeah. 
I said, yeah, right there. Right there. Nice. Yeah. I knew it, and I almost said it when we were watching it, but then you were so sure that it didn't happen that I didn't want to say anything because I thought I was making I it I know up. we never closed up on it again, but... Yeah, I hated the, the charred body remains of, of the mayor. I hated Why that. wasn't it rotted? Why it would, was it, it still be, there? Absolutely putrefied, and it would smell so bad in so there they bad. wouldn't be able to be in there. Uh, well, and it we would, will talk like, about A lot of problems. There's with the, so many problems. Uh, the the Varal demons, who are the apocalypse demons in this episode, um, there's one of them is named Behemoth, and we know that because there's a close up of the passage that Giles is reading, and it's interesting, like the text that you can read. I wrote it down, but you, I should have known that you would have. It's not very good. Yeah, and it also doesn't really seem to describe it. So it's like the words that you can pick out. There's like it's describing the demon, but it's like dragon. There's something that's likening to it to a bull. There's words that say pumpkin upon his bear's feet. Like what? Economize the use. Weird. Yeah. Bear's feet, strange. But it does. It says, but the finest of all these is Behemoth. Cool. We get the name. So we're so all three of them were not the same, or they were all Behemoths. That's see, I I don't know. Oh, you're saying it doesn't matter. You're saying that none of this matters, and you'll never see these people again. No, no. But they're called for all demons, so I'm assuming that that is the name of one of them specifically. But none of them are ever singled out. None seem to be strong than the other ones. Also, Riley says it's nine meters tall, but they're clearly only like six feet tall because they would be towering over all of them, and they're not. Yeah. Riley's just no good. Okay, well, how did you feel about this episode, Stacia? Did you enjoy it? I just want to preface this episode by saying most of my notes are just quotes of Spike. So that's that's valid. Yeah. He really did steal the show. Yeah. He was great. Basically, that's how I feel is Spike was amazing. Everything else was pretty meh. Daniel? Yeah, this was a trash episode. (laughs) (laughs) Three three writers is always going to be bad. Now I know, Doug Petrie, what the hell are you doing, buddy? Yeah. How dare you get married? Right. Yeah. And he's fine. He does his job fine. But yeah, I would assume you put these three and you probably like write this scene, write this scene, write this scene. They, you know, probably break the whole thing. Joss knows, you know, the beat by beat what we're doing over the course of a whole season. So they knew what they had to do in this episode. But clearly it's like some scenes are really good. Like Riley in the graveyard with Buffy was excellent. And then like Riley on the streets with Buffy was like a different episode. And it's clear that we have three different writers working and they're trying to get the point across or whatever. But it's like. Very weird. Well, it almost felt like we were just having the same conversation three times because we were. So it's, it's like, here's three different takes on the same conversation. Right. And some are better than others. So I'm like, I'm just curious as to which ones wrote which parts. Yeah. Um, because there is definitely ones I like better than others. No, it's just really shitty in the end. It makes no sense why the school is still operating and still up. And why are we going in here? It seems so small potatoes. Buffy jumps down and is like held up by... Mark Lucas with a fucking like his own hands like <laughs> pulls leash. her up and the demon up yeah. and they're like literally fighting him and he's like a grown man in, in a in a costume obviously but Even, he's a grown like, man if you can suspend disbelief for that whole entire her jumping into the thing scene the thing I can't forgive is that his hands weren't destroyed yeah the friction burnt like it should have just cut through his hand like there's no fucking you way. know what made me the angriest is when he had enough slack and power to basically um, pull out a little bit more rope that would instantly go right down into the hole, but tied around that rebar mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, the moment she snags, it's a Cordelia sitch. He's about to fly on that rebar. He's going to impale himself. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. No, we never came <sighs> to that. Thank God. I think another um, Anyways, probably... Bad. What's the word I'm looking for? Side effects? That's not right. 
um, telltale sign of there being too many cooks, too many writers, is the rehashing that goes on this episode. We revisit, like, we don't do a lot of callbacks in Buffy, period. But we, like, really crammed them in here. Percy being in this episode, period. Mm. Going back to the high school. Buffy's use of the word honey, which we haven't done in a while. Love it. But this isn't the kind of gig where you can just hang it up at the end of the night and snuggle with your honey. But why? So Faith, we mentioned Faith, and we're talking about Prophecy Girl. Again, we always forget Buffy died. Oh. So to bring up all these things, like, from the past. I mean, the Faith might be a little bit of, like, a, hey, it's don't coming. forget about Faith, because she might be relevant again. Uh but I was like, yeah. Because even with Veruca, they didn't hit you over the head with the faithness. <laughs> but now we need to have faith. Yeah. In but I think it's when people are kind of pressed for ideas and they're running out of time, it's easy to be like, what if we go to high school? What about high school? You guys remember high school? That'll be great. I sure hope Boom. that this podcast doesn't turn into something like that. <laughs> or just rehash old ideas. Let's talk about relationships from the past. Because this episode is mostly just great quotes. Uh, so I feel like we'll do a lot of yelling. Um, but let's just talk about the doomedness of it all. I mean, I thought I was really falling. Hey, did you forget the one boy I've had the hots for since I moved here turned out to be a vampire? Right, and a teacher I had a crush on? Giant praying mantis? That's true. Yeah, it's life on the hellmouth. Let's face it, none of us are ever going to have a happy, normal relationship. We're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The crux of this episode, if there is one, is the Buffy and Riley tension. Well, they won't, they. No one cares. But here we are doing it. Well, that's not tension. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. And it only lasts an episode, so they really didn't Sam and Diane this really? correctly. Oh, that's it? That's, uh, they like, make out at the end, yeah. They're officially oh, together they now. did yeah. make out at the end. Yeah. But I thought it was... Probably good. more than that, too. What? They were just... In, they were in the room together. Oh, yeah. They, they might have done the, done the dirt. Although, I wonder if... Nice. Ew. On the dirt. You might see the first time they do. I don't remember. I feel like that's something they would do. I don't right? want to talk about it anymore. That's fair. <laughs> you you want us to you want us to assess the doomedness of yeah the relationship. Yes, exactly. Okay. So let's just start with Buffy since she's you know the main character and whatever. And we and talk her about most important relationship she's ever had with Angel Scott, Scott Hope. Hope. Oh yes. <laughs> How could I forget? So could Scott and Buffy have worked? I don't think so. He seemed like too much of a dweeb, and he was—he didn't even know she was the Slayer. He was just out on principle. Like you seem a little too flighty. I gotta go. He just knows trivia. Keaton is key. Can't do it. I just think that they didn't have a lot of common. Oh, he was a Keaton is key guy. Yeah, but oh, he also knew about the peanut butter sandwich or whatever, right? Peanut butter and Oreos or whatever. No, that gross. was Billy Fordham. Fuck, Billy Scott Fordham Hope. is oh, her shit. true lost love. Oh, yeah, that's true. who I thought this was. See? <laughs> no, they can't work because he's... Scott Hope is the guy who had the friend that went all rager and killed his girlfriend. Right. Scrapey Pete. And then we never went on a date and he was like, Scrapey Pete. <laughs> Why didn't you I say it? I said it the way I said it so that I wouldn't have to say that. <laughs> so by me talking about Billy Fordham pretty much tells you that they didn't stand a chance because Buffy's too much of a superhero and... A celebrity. Right? What about her other famous doomed relationship, Parker? Mm. Mm, yeah. I mean, I I say no to Parker, too. That's doomed. Well, he didn't seem to have an interest in the relationship, right? So I don't think that's ever going to work out because he, ne- he never intended to do it. Yeah. If, I, I don't know, maybe if he wasn't this, no, no, he's just a scumbag. That just can't happen. Uh, even more significant, Owen, last name redacted. Might have had one. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Never kill a boy on the first day. That's right, of which uh, this podcast is named. He seemed to have fun. He was down with it the whole time. Buffy dumps him. Oh, was that what happened? She was like, you're a liability. You're too dumb. Well, he was a star fucker, too. He wanted to, mm. like, he was like, ooh, danger. 
I could be into danger. Let's do dangerous right, things. Right, right, right. Because he went to yeah. the morgue. That was the morgue mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that's a doom. And she was like, oh, you just want me for my cool superpowers. I don't like that. Although Buffy's a complicated figure because at once she's like, ew, you like me for my cool powers, and why don't you like me for my cool powers? So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, It was episode five of the show, and they still haven't resolved that tension. Yes, exactly. Tonight will work. Great. I'll pick you up at seven? Um, seven. That's when the little hand's there. Oh, between the six and the eight. Um, so I guess we're talking about Angel. That one's like... <laughs> Is Angel doomed? Epically doomed, doomed, right? Because he's a literal vampire. Um, They fuck a world into existence, and that's a pretty doomed... um, uh, Yeah, of course it's doomed. Well, they fuck a world into existence by destroying Mm -hmm. the the world universe. When you have to doom the fate of other people, I think it's a pretty doomed relationship. Yes, I don't know that being a vampire makes... It necessarily... It inherently doomed. I think his curse makes it inherently doomed. Mm -hmm. Ah, fair. That's a good point. Yeah, because... That's tough. Vampire with a soul. Who? Another thing everyone famously except me forgets. It's true. Look it up. Slayer. Comma. The. Possibly Buffy's very most first doomed relationship. Joyce. Her father. Oh. oh. <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> also Joyce. One of the Her same. parents. Her parents. <laughs> Her parental relationships. Yeah. Good old Hank Summers. I think. In one episode yeah. and never again. Uh, three. I mean, it's certainly doomed. Are we sure about that? Yes. Joyce is doomed because Joyce is dead. But they do <laughs> they do come All together right. though, right? I mean, they, they they're fine. They're they're on some sort of level. No, they no, don't they're speak. not. Yeah, they don't speak at all. Uh, the last thing Whoa, we ever really? hear of Hank Summers, I do. Oh no no no, Joyce. I'm sorry. Joyce, Joyce. and Buffy. Oh. Joyce and Buffy are on good terms. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, Hank. Sure. Yeah. No, Hank's gone. Even though we haven't seen her in a couple episodes, I, and then we won't see her again until Faith comes. I don't believe. But yeah, no, yeah it's they, been a while. I can't wait till we can eulogize Joyce. I'm so ready for oh, it. Man. I'm ready for it too. I'm ready to <laughs> roast her and also such a good episode of TV. So we can talk about Buffy and Riley. And do you think this relationship is actually doomed? I think that Riley makes some pretty cogent points. It's like, it turns out we actually have more in common than we we thought. Why is this a, a problem? And barring what we end up finding out that Riley can't deal with, with Buffy being stronger than him. I think that he's kind of right. Like the only reason that her and Angel didn't work out as far as like crime fighting, you know, honeys is because he had the curse. If he wasn't cursed, he was just an insult vampire and a pedophile, but he, they could have theoretically worked out. And I think Riley and Buffy could work out too, right? Like they both, maybe Riley likes it a little too much. Like he's just like, it's a job. Like she, you know, does the, you're basically having an army commercial at my face right now. Like, I just love the adventure, but You can talk to him about your job. Like, you can talk to him. He knows your secret. It's not a big deal. You both have the same goal. But I guess he doesn't really, right? He just kill, crush, destroy. All demons are bad, which will be the plot of New Moon Rising. Um, Whereas Buffy sees more nuance. And we definitely contrast that when Giles is doing that exposition. And Riley's doing the debriefing for... Oh, yeah. Or the mission, whatever it's called. Brief. uh, For the soldiers, where it's like, he's just like, all facts. Who cares? Kill the demon. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, but... The, you know this what, little what does he like to yeah. do why are they taking bones of a chill, child there right. must be something going on here but what do you think of Buffy and Riley's relationship <laughs> <laughs> everyone's favorite thing to talk about that likes the show you're asking me yeah I'm looking at you aren't I great for podcasts what to say about the world's most boring relationship <laughs> um Riley is a snooze fest as a person. I did enjoy him at the beginning of the season because I liked that he was just kind of like chill and he wasn't all over Buffy and he like was letting her be her own person. 
But from this moment on, when he's like, oh, my God, everything's so cool. Let's be besties and talk about our favorite thing forever, which is killing demons. And Buffy's like, I've been through a lot of trauma. And like, you haven't. (laughs) It's obvious or you wouldn't be this excited about it. He gets really hard for me to bear really fast. That being said, I think Kelly is right in that dating a normal person like Owen or like Parker is doomed to failure because she's going to constantly be putting them in danger and they won't know it. And there is a certain point where it's like at some point they need to consent to what they're dealing with. Like they need to know who you are and what that entails. If you're going to let them get like emotionally and romantically involved with you, they should know that you might die at any moment. (laughs) They should know that they might die at any moment. (laughs) Like it's a, consistent problem and when Buffy is dating someone you know they are her weakness to a certain extent um well because anything that can make you vulnerable I mean even Dawn serves that purpose too exactly so I think she needs someone who's kind of like a commando guy but I don't think it's Riley well obviously not for certain reasons but like I think she needs someone who kind of is in that capacity and like in some way functions on her level like obviously no one's as good as Buffy but I mean, because you can make the argument, well, then why doesn't Xander work, right? Like, I mean, because he knows the stakes. He's willing to put his life on the line all the time. He just a, doesn't have any He's not useful, skills. though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think even someone like Willow, like, they don't have to necessarily be strong, but Willow brings, like, value, yeah. value to the team. And um, I think Willow always... is perfect for Buffy. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't always, you know, just like Xander, which we have established again and again with Buffy, is like, He's a liability to her. She can't have him around and not worry about if he's getting hurt or not. Um, but I think, you know, Willow ends up being more powerful than all of them. Yeah, yeah you throw money down, who's going to fall through that hole in the Sunnydale library? My be- my money would be on Xander. Oh, accidentally absolutely. falling through. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and being one of the sacrifices. Like, shit. No, no. Okay. Part, of the, part of the conversation with her and Riley is... You know, she's like, you treat it like a job. Like, this isn't a thing for you. This is my fucking destiny. I can't mm. walk away from Loved this. Loved her talking about destiny. Mm. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, cast your minds back to season two. Okay. Little Slayer named Kendra, last name redacted. Uh, she, when Buffy and her first meet, she has the same conversation, but Buffy's role is reversed, right? Kendra's like, this is like mm. fucking destiny. Since I was born, I was training for this. Like, mm-hmm. you talk about it like it's a job. Like, it's something mm-hmm. you have to do. So, good job for you, Buffy. I would just See, like, that's good stuff. That's yeah. exhilarating stuff. I want to state that's for the awesome. record that Kendra's last name isn't redacted. She just needs the one name. They call me Kendra. I have no last name, sir. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Buffy, please. Oh, just like Trent, oh, sure. yeah. Love it. Or Cher. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, Um. I am the same. I feel the same. I doomed Riley. And, yes, I think it's doomed. Um. I think... I think this this episode is bad in particular because the graveyard scene was so great when she pulled out the destiny stuff. You don't know shit about my life. Really, like, tells him off. You don't know what my life is like. And I'm dying to find out. Dying being the operative word here. Okay, there's too much risk. There is too much. It's just doomed. And I can't do doomed again right now. Sorry. I don't understand where this is coming from. I know you like me. And it's not like we don't have anything in common. But that's not enough. Buffy, I'm thrown by this. I'm confused. But I can feel my skin humming. My hands, my, my every inch of me. I've never been this excited about anybody before. I'm not trying to scare you, and I'm not going to force myself on you, but I am, by God, not going to walk away because I think it might not work. 
I don't know what's happened in your past. Pain. Death. Apocalypse. None of it fun. Do you know what a Hellmouth is? Do you have a fancy term for it? Because I went to high school on it. For three years. We do not have that much in common. This is a job to you. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. Great. But for me, it's destiny. And that was awesome. I and disagree because he says, my skin's humming. And that grossed me out so much. No, no. That, that stuff. All right. <laughs> so what Riley's constantly doing is the thing that all the guys do with Buffy. It's like they're they're doing their best. They're bargaining. They're trying to figure out a way to but say the thing. But we could have sex. Did you, did you consider that? We could have sex. Well, literally something he says where he's just like, I noticed you one time. She's like, what? <laughs> yes. Uh, those moments are really, they're off-putting because then you get the scene where they're outside talking to one another, which I think is an abomination and really fucks up everything well, like else. like downtown? When they're downtown because Riley is an idiot <laughs> and they're making him talking about darkness and talking about, he's a dumb farm boy and they're making him clairvoyant because they need I think there's us some to man believe, who done you real bad in there. They need us to believe that he does know what's going on inside of her and he's just bargaining. He's just saying the thing that's going to keep this going. Yeah. Which maybe is like the point of Riley. But I don't think that the show really want I don't know what they want us to think or anything. So I'm just confused by it all. But I but obviously we know it's doomed. But Yeah. Well she's already like, I don't think this will work out I think somewhere maybe she, I don't know. She claims to want a nice normal guy, right? And he's like, hey, I'm a nice normal guy. I just, I just play demons. But, but then he's not enough for her. Like if you, she, she pretends she wants a nice normal guy who's not a demon hunter, but then would be totally unsatisfied. What do you mean that. he's not enough for her? But because she leaves, because or he leaves, but she's checked out of that relationship because he bores her. He doesn't make her miserable. He doesn't you know, have the high stakes drama. Like, so she checks out of the relationship. There's yeah. No but passion. then at the end she realizes she wants him and she runs after him and it's too late. Yeah. But then she never goes for another nice guy again. Right. Like she never goes to another nice normal. I guy. mean, all we get is spike after that. Yeah. So, but we could not, Oh, uh, I guess, you know, could we, she did we die. Go again. Back she died angels, and so. she got dark and spike she, was the only one who did. understood her. How was she supposed to pick a nice normal guy? Well, she's trying to figure out what it means to be alive again. Yeah. How do you, what a mind fuck. Well, I think it's also a par- It's a peril to date anyone who's not a human. Spike hasn't been a human in a long time either. I mean, I think you can make, you could be the devil's advocate and make the exact opposite argument, which is really at the end of the day, who is the least dark person in the show? It's probably Angel. Angel and Willow are like neck and neck because what is Angel? He's a homeless guy eating rats in the <laughs> sewer till someone digs him out and he's like, oh, she's so like pink and pretty. And... Like, this isn't a dark brood. Like, he, uh, he likes the aesthetic, maybe, of being dark and brooding, but he's not, like... It's true. He's kind of a nerd. He's not evil. You know, he's not, you know... But I guess he can get evil. So can Willow. Maybe that... that I mean, Razor's yeah, edge right but, there. Where's, what, what's the worst Riley could do? But they didn't Pick up a know. gun and shoot some people? They didn't know he was... He could lose his soul until he did. Yeah. And but he she, was still an infamous and she murderer. Him, but... Yeah, but unlike Spike, who's a vampire, and she spends the entire time being like, you're a vampire, you're evil, like, you disgust me, until she realizes, like, there's a point where, like, he kind of understands her, and he might be the only person that understands her, because, like, look around, who else is the only person who's died in this group? You know, like, 
But I think it's dark. So There's I, a dark think, tinge to it. Maybe I it's not like I need could, somebody to just be dark all the time. My point is, I think you can make the argument that Angela is more similar to Riley than he is to Spike. Like, I think if you're like, which one of these is not like the other, I would say Spike is not like the others. Oh, I've never thought about that. We've shared a lot here. You should have trusted me enough to do it for you. Xander. What? He wants to die? I want to help? Hey, it's Uki. We know him. We can't just let him prove himself. Oh, but you can. You know I'd drain you drier than the Sahara if I had half a chance. And besides, I'm beyond pathetic. Stuck in this basement washing skivvies for a blighter I wouldn't have bothered to bite a few months ago. Hey! I mean, am I even remotely scary anymore? The most doomed relationship forced in Riley. Oh, God, yes. It's such a... <laughs> It's so sad. <laughs> it's so it's sad. So Horace sad. really gets the short end of the stick here. He's really sad in this episode. and Oh, no. His just... future is dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He turns into a robot. I can't fucking well, Yeah, he dies and then gets oh, reanimated into a robot. Oh, yeah. man. That not is... like a robot. He's like a, a demon. half demon cyborg. I really don't like that. I know. Poor guy. He Does Riley him. watch him die? Uh, no. He dies in the woods. Adam kills him, right? He dies. Oh, Buffy, wow. Buffy and Forrest are running towards something. I don't remember, but he... Adam I'm blocked out most of the end of the season except for what Forrest looks like as a demon yeah. Frankenstein and uh, Buffy's face when she with the becomes whatever and, she yeah. is and she just rips out Adam's heart. Yeah. The uranium core thing. Don't know what we're talking yeah. about anymore. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> You're going to hate it so <laughs> much right. and I'm ready. Yeah. What are you? Capricorn on the cusp of Aquarius. You? Just quickly some other characters in this this show have relationships. That we're also doomed. No one because no one's allowed to be happy in a Joss Whedon show. So uh, Giles, we had Jenny, not doomed, not doomed. Do I you mean, think that barring they would the be death, fine. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so we had the big hiccup, right? Like when um, the, the Igon thing happened, she got real freaked out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we'll just throw Olivia in here now too. Olivia leaves because doomed. she can't. Doomed. Yeah, doomed. Can't can't handle it. So Jenny, but she was also, never asked to. Jenny, Jenny rose to the occasion if she wasn't already, she was already into it with the techno pagan shit and her family was and the, she, the right. part of the lineage that made angel angel like but see insulted. and there might be some olivia stuff we don't know like i why is does is, is she completely oblivious to that world or maybe olivia also comes from it but maybe she's more freaked out by it too i mean who knows it seems crazy to me that like you don't know that giles is like a fucking Demon Slayer. Why not? I mean, Ripper. I don't maybe know. He just didn't Where did part? you guys meet? I want to know yeah. more. That's what I want to know. So you think if Jenny had not been murdered viciously that they probably could have worked out? I absolutely do. Yeah. Weren't they about to make up on when she yeah. died? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that makeup would have been... that's a, That was a big moment. That was like a long time of like separation between mm-hmm. them. So uh, Giles and Joyce? Yeah. Doomed. Never. Doomed. <laughs> Can't be doomed because it can never start. The yeah, end. Um, I've... Uh... I've got laundry. Why are you... You had sex with Giles? You had sex with Giles? It was the candy. We were teenagers. On the hood of a police car? I'll be downstairs. You feel better. Twice? This was never a viable relationship. It was a one-time drug-induced, sorry, candy-induced... Little fuck sash. Uh, so, Ew. Xander, Cordelia. I mean, I think that's going to be doomed in that all high school relationships yeah. are kind of doomed. Like, yeah. I know that people sometimes stay with the person they're with in high school for the rest of their lives. That's bonkers to that's me. Insane. No, uh, this was a um, super infatuation that got to play out under the guise of high school and then real world stepped in. It was like, yeah, this would never. Goodbye. Uh, Xander and Miss French. That obviously didn't work out because <laughs> she was a uh, praying mantis. She was pray- <laughs> You're not a praying mantis, are you? <laughs> Sorry someone else 
Kind uh, of, kind <laughs> of doomed. Just a little bit doomed. Uh, Xander and Ashanti also. Didn't I don't know who that is because she was a demon. We haven't gone that far yet. Uh, yeah, it's a season seven. He goes ja on a blind date. What yet? Ja Rule. Ja Rule and Ashanti. Yeah, yeah, but Ja Rule's not in the episode. Just Ashanti. Just Ash- <laughs> oh, really? It is Ashanti. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, oh, I'm not I thought kidding. That was a joke. I thought her the character's name was Ashanti. No, no, it's no. actually Ashanti. Yes. He dates Ashanti for when well, it goes on a date with Ashanti. Doomed. She as wants hell. to murder him. Yeah, and then she oh. strings him up and cuts him open. And oh well. Doomed, not from I would expect Xander to just bore Ashanti. So. But Xander and Anya, not doomed. Doomed. I don't think Xander's it's awful. Anya deserves I, better. Maybe deserves better, but I don't. I don't think Anya ever wanted better. She would have married him. She would have been with him. She forever. totally would have married him. Yeah. She still deserved better. No, that's fair. Well, how but possible do you think? Like, so in Hell's Bells, he showed what he thinks is a potential future of their relationship, where like she's super resentful of him. They're just not happy. And well, uh, do we believe those sort of things? I forget. I don't know. The, don't remember the whole episode. Well, the like, point isn't is the it, point is you do you. It fight wasn't against real, that? but he's yeah. scared, so he's oh, that could happen. I know, so but that's the off. flaw. That's Xander's flaw. I don't think that that necessarily means that it's all doomed. Right. He's just super susceptible to that type of shit. Yeah. So okay. which makes which maybe, makes it doomed, right? I, like I don't know. And they do break up. They break up before she dies. You know, they, like he because he leaves her at the altar, and then they can't get back to. I mean, they do kind of get back together right before the end, but I don't know. I that don't, one's kind of like there's too many little strings. That you got to pull. And she turns into a demon again, too. So that maybe they can't continue after that. So I don't know. Jury's out, I guess, on Xander and Anya. But then everything's doomed because then you're dead. I mean, that's how far do you go for doomed? Yeah. Uh, Willow and Malcolm. No, demon. Demon LOL. LOL. It's Moloch. The corruptor? Demon from the internet. (laughs) Can't happen. Demon made out of the internet. Um, He was a book demon. Willow and Oz. I would say no. I don't think it's. I don't think that was doomed. We laid out in Wild at Heart all of the reasons why it wasn't doomed. Yeah. Everything with just like, why are you running away? You're a demon for a, a werewolf for three days a week. Stay with me. I would stay with you. We can keep each other safe. You could have done that forever. Okay. And she would have searched the end of the world to find the werewolf cure, whatever she had to do. My question is, if Willow follows the same trajectory as she does with Tara, but with Oz... Where she gets darker and darker and more into magic. How does Oz handle that situation? Do you think it it diverges the way it does? Where you know he's like, I can't, you, I gotta leave you. Th- that's, or he just rides the train. Or maybe she never that's does tough. it because he's a no. little more like puts his foot down about it, or like because Tara just kind of lets it go until she can't anymore, until it's really really a problem. And she's like, instead of telling you to stop mm. or like not making you stop because she's her own person, I don't think that Oz would necessarily do that. But she's like, the way that I'm going to show you this is wrong is by leaving. And I wonder if he does the same thing. Or if he stays around and, like, forces the issue more. Which maybe even pushes her further over the edge. Maybe she has an explosion sooner. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Or you wouldn't have even done the stuff that she does with Tara, on Tara, because it's Oz. And you've just been around him longer. You know that he knows maybe more of your tells, more of your stuff. Like, Or because he just... he's not as well-versed in witchcraft, he doesn't see the signs till it's way too late. And yeah. she goes on magic drug benders ways, like in secret even. And he doesn't even recognize because like, oh. Will- Willow is the one that rolls drugs over. Yeah. <laughs> Tara. Yeah. And that instantly, that's, you're doomed. You're doomed. Yeah. She if, was always going to be like If that, Tara so. hadn't been super unceremoniously murdered as an afterthought, do you think that they were doomed? Do you think that they could have stayed together? Willow in the comics thinks that they could have been happy forever. Like, but a, that Willow also has versions of herself that are super evil, and she's also 
going to Kennedy, right? So Kennedy and her can't be together either because fucking Willow's a goddamn does everything witchcraft. She's a fucking like flying around and shit in the Buffy comics. Like, Ken, right? Kennedy's like been cast aside. Oh, yeah. Well, they, Will, they're like basically broken up yeah. by the time season eight starts. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But in the comics, I know it's like. That's what I'm saying. She's, oh, yeah. Season yeah. eight. She's like nothing because Willow is a fucking star. Yeah. And so is so powerful. <laughs> that's an interesting uh, thing to put on to Buffy's relationship. Buffy is actually a slayer. Kennedy is actually a slayer. And here Willow is mm. with a Slayer, and her, she herself is a super powerful per- person, and then that still doesn't work out. But I, w- I would say that that's because Kennedy's personality sucks more so than her being a superhero. I don't know how much of that ended up in their relationship, whereas it seems to be a big part of Buffy's relationship with whomever she's with. She's probably not that fleshed out, though. I would like to say something maybe controversial. I would think that... I would like to state for the record that I believe all of Willow's relationships are doomed, unless it's Oz. Um, I think if Tara hadn't died, that what Willow did to her was incredibly fucked up and unforgivable, and basically Tara should have literally run for the hills. Like, she should have gone to, like, New Jersey and changed her name. But she came back. She shouldn't have. And I think that if she had come back and she hadn't died, it would have just spiraled out again. And Willow's so desperate to have her that she would... Keep doing, whatever, keep doing she whatever she needed to do to make sure that Tara was there. And if Tara didn't wise up and get out of there, she would be a shell of a person who is nothing like the original Tara. I think that's Singing what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's About why her trapped. her story that they don't really tell is so sad because you, like in the episode of Family in season five, when her family comes, you know that she's been in an abusive house her whole life. And like now here's this person who is not a, not a man physically abusing her, but a woman she's in love with fucking mentally destroying her and it's like ah, ah poor Tara see and, and you, you can do that right to Oz but I don't think that's I don't think that's fair I agree with I agree with you yeah no. I mean and I and I feel like I think it's Will that says it in the um, episode where Oz comes back but she's like you know I feel like in the future like old me and old you if we ran across each other again like It'd be cool. that would be it for us and I feel like she's right like they're soulmates it's just not right now but eventually they're gonna run into each other again and it's gonna be the right time and like that's it like kennedy waste of time like you're just marking time until oz is back yeah um and they have a really beautiful like four issue arc in season eight oz and willow do because she goes to see him in tibet and like he's happy he's got Mm -hmm. like a wife and a kid and and she's like so mad so angry like this was supposed like this could have been we could have done this like why can't i have this not even Mm -hmm. necessarily with him like she's not putting on like i we should be together that kind of thing just like fuck fuck this could have been me and it's like uh, it's really really good really good stuff season eight's worth the read uh and then willow and the snake demon that she ends up being within season eight and season nine pass i hate it everything about it's terrible don't even remember i don't know anything about that don't care okay i don't know what that is yep yep just a snake demon crazy snake (laughs) demon which snake demon she cheats on kennedy with her and that's part of the reason they break up it's like I, I don't know what's happening here. Season seven's looking t- looking tough. Eight. Oh, season this eight. This is all happening oh, in the comics. Yeah. Please. I've and I've read it. I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about, yeah. so that's a pass for me. Yep. I mean you're a thing. Fry cook? And so am I. Yes, but you're an amateur fry cook, and I come from a long line of fry cooks that don't live past twenty five. I think it's time we yell about some stuff. If if you guys are so inclined. Stacia, do you want to read some spike woods? <laughs> 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 I mean, you're the one that said it. No, no sir. sir. I'm just a palisander. <laughs> I fucking love 
his accent. He is an American pretending to be a British person pretending to have an American accent, and I love it. <laughs> it was amazing. And that fucking Riley is so dumb that he doesn't know. And then after that, the, the, the best part of it is that Riley literally is walking right behind Spike as they both exit the door together or Spike holds the door open for him. Like, you're literally showing him your entire face and body, and you're just walking next to him. As you leave the school. How many plot, platinum blonde guys that look like that have you ever seen in your fucking life? Like, honestly. And Riley, why would you even get close? Fuck? I would just be like, I got to go over here yeah. now. I'm going to be the last one to leave or the first one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, we're just going to walk out together hand in hand almost. I mean, Force would have been pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> originally, when Spike was pitched, they thought that he would be Texan as opposed to British. Oh, and I rough. like wonder if that is the accent that James Rogers would use because like, holy shit. I mean, I'm thinking there's no way because that was ridiculous oh, and not possible. Iconic. Uh, the earthquake was, was crazy. I don't know if that's the first one we've ever had or anything like that, but I love when the pipes broke. No, was, Daniel. Buffy died because of it. Well, I know, but like, but like only, is that the only one? I mean, beyond that, there's only been two so far? So, yeah. They've well, referenced I, a couple I of mean, them. They, I mean, they kind of like, do the shaky there's an earthquake thing a couple times during the first season because mm. the master's like his power is going, oh but, right yeah. right yeah anyways um this probably has happened at the xander household then the pipes have come loose mm. and he puts down a bucket right. and xander i want to give this guy credit for something but he does not put the bucket underneath the spill it's a little bit off and the spill <laughs> is spilling onto the floor amazing and he just leaves it at that and then leaves it for spike i love spike but Come on, man. You got to take care of that yourself. You know you're coming back to Hawaiian shirts, bike and nothing done. <laughs> you know. Like, he, the water pipes are broken, and you're trying to do the laundry? <laughs> I mean, the, the... And I don't even say it's incompetence, right? He does not know how to do any of this stuff. Why would you trust him? When he died, there wasn't even probably indoor plumbing. I don't okay, know. but... Like, who is washing his clothes, though? Does that's he, a great point. Has he never washed them in 300 years? I mean, that's a great... No, no. He has been around. I mean, yeah. come on. Someone's got to be doing it. He's been on the internet, right? So he knows what to do. So, but still, he should know the <laughs> And I have to say, I don't think Drusilla is doing his laundry. Yeah. She's like naming stars that don't even exist. She's not like worrying about she, separating whites and blacks. <laughs> she's a good uh, candidate for not knowing how to do the laundry. Yeah. Spike would know. He would have to do all this stuff for her. Or they oh, went. I like the oh, them doomed. Are they doomed? Spike. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about didn't Spike. Talk about we were shit. And we won't. Love story for love. <laughs> Doomed as hell, but in a good way. We might have already talked yes. about this, so I apologize for one, completely forget about it, and two, retreading old ground. But uh, why would Spike put up with this? I know we can't. I guess they're like holding him captive, right? He's not allowed to escape, but they leave him alone all the fucking time. Why doesn't he just leave? I mean, maybe they only leave during the day and he like literally can't because sunlight. I don't know. It just seems like he wouldn't do this. Like, just fucking leave, man. I mean, the whole reason why he went there is because he can't survive. Yeah. Otherwise, he can't kill people. Right. They are giving him blood. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like a kept pet. Right. Where like he doesn't really want to be there and they don't really want him there. But it's kind of like an uneasy truce. Convenient now for the plot. Yeah. True. Station. Um, I love that Spike is so tragic and sad that he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt that he has to dust himself. And the last thing he says is goodbye, Drew. See you in hell. <laughs> I love it. I just, I, I love Hawaiian shirt Spike. It is the best. He's iconic. Forest Knowing Slayer, the band, uh, thrash band, uh, Anvil Heavy Guitar Rock yes. with Delusions of Black Sabbath. Uh, 
well done, Forrest. I, I appreciate that. It's a great uh, synthesis of the band. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how into it. And he says it so casually. It. Yeah, like, like he knows. He loves it. He's definitely listening. He loves it. I don't know. I feel like he's maybe a Black Sabbath fan. because they're. In the oh, yes. Yes, maybe. Which is fun to think about. Because I don't ever think about Forrest as a three-dimensional person. As a three-dimensional person, no. supposed to. No. Um, but that's fun that he's not only Riley's boyfriend, but he likes metal. And Riley's barely a three-dimensional person. No. So, like, Forrest can't really have any. Yeah. But we learn. I've learned one band that he likes. I know zero that Buffy like. So, mm. yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. We've also talked about this a million times. We have. Day that ends in Y party. That's the first time I ever heard that joke, and I just thought it was so fucking funny, and I've definitely used that before. Well, quarter dorm is completely blacked out. So naturally, they're dealing with the crisis the only way they know how. Aftershock party. Ah, this from the dorm that brought us the somebody sneezed party and the day that ends in Y party. They do seem to be pretty generous with the milestones. Oh, also, I'm just going to throw this in here, too, to talk about it again. Yeah, Giles's all of his stuff was done in ADR, which is like audio something something. It basically just means audio that's done in post where they re-record it, usually because the sound quality is too poor or they want to change the dialogue or something. And I tried to find out why it's all like this. No, it's just people on Reddit complaining that it is like that, but nobody's saying why it's like that. So I'm curious. And Station noticed that his mouth doesn't line up a lot because it does really look like bad kung fu dubbing for some of it. I didn't even notice. To the point where like they changed some of the stuff. It's kind of evident. So I wonder what Hmm. happened. It did look like they had at least changed some of the lines and the editing in the scene where... Um, in like the courtyard scene of in, Giles' yeah. little apartment. Oh, when Giles and Buffy are talking, it seemed pretty pointed because I feel like there were points where we lingered on Buffy's face for a really long time, even though Giles was talking. Mm. And I think it was because there was no way to make it look like what he was saying matched what he was saying. Right. And so they just cut to Buffy because then you could put anything there that you wanted to and it wouldn't have to match what he had like mm. physically done. And his accent is, is a little bit different too. It's like he's speaking so softly and like elocution-y, like really enunciating and stuff. Maybe they took stuff from other episodes that maybe they nixed out parts and this is like a Frankenstein's version of, a, of an episode. Maybe um, that apocalypse cult was like a small part of something else. They filmed that scene earlier. I mean, it could be. And so they just sort of like, same sort of dialogue, but they just needed to change some specifics. So they just had Giles overdub specifics. Well, the only kind of explanation I could find as to why his, like the accent piece of it is why it sounds so funny is I guess he was filming something else at the time. So maybe, and also his, that's not how he normally speaks. He has more of a Cockney uh, accent. So like, Maybe he just kind of, you know, when people slip, they get really into their characters. Well, apparently, James Marsters is emulating how Anthony Stewart had Anthony Stewart had actually speaks, (laughs) and then Anthony Stewart head is doing like a more posh Posh London accent because he's supposed to be all like learned and book smart and everything. But actually, watch a western when he does ADRs. It's really high and soft, and that's just how we have to speak. Okay, incredible. Your turn. Um, I like the scene in the beginning between Riley and Buffy, specifically when she's trying to explain what the Slayer is. Like, it's so obvious who I am, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, you've heard of me. Slayer. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah. And he's Look like, it up. no, I Slayer. have no idea. Comma. The. <laughs> Must be, I mean, you would think liberating, but then I also it's like, love the complete, damn it, you don't know me? Complete and total ignorance. And yeah. then Forrest is like, oh, yeah, I've heard of the Slayer. It's just a fairy it's tale. A fairy tale. But, even though Riley is apparently a higher rank than him, he's not clued into this. Absurd. I think it's it's less even that he's not clued in. It's that we're supposed to be hammering on that there is no black and white here. This is the military. What we do is kill demons. We do experiments on them or we kill them. We don't care their folklore. We don't care if there's anything else going on. I don't want to learn. I want to kill. 
But why would Forrest know the rumor and no. not Riley? Because Forrest has got downtime. Because he's, he's like hanging he out cares. with the demons. <laughs> he, has, he has downtime and he can't. And he's he, going down to that basement hole. We find out for the first time is Gates. Oh, hell Forrest yeah. Gates. Terrible which name. Which is a terrible name. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a real name. Yeah, he said Sounds they, like an apartment complex somewhere that's supposed to be all rich yeah, and white. Gates. Gates. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, Dale. Uh, post not getting that beer bad money, they just went in all all in on the alcohol this episode. Uh, they're just pouring out all the drinks. Oh, sure, yeah. Shmirnoff, you can oh. see clearly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, got some Sprite, the Seven Up, I guess. Yeah. Tanqueray, is that what we're pouring in this cup right now? That green bottle. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're getting crunk. They were like, "Fuck it, we're we don't care about uh, underage drinking anymore. We're shirtless. We're hairless. We're drinking. We're drinking. They're about to get. He's about to get a really bad outcome, though." He is about to. So it really is kind of like a. He's about to get his uh, throat drawn red. They're about to draw with a marker on his throat. Bad way to Dang, go. they got two kegs. You know how hard it is to drain a keg? They got lots of people here. Yeah, but damn. Porterhouse. I mean, it sounds like they have parties all the time. So they probably stocked for like their next party. Oh, sure. That's fair. Every day that ends with a Y, Kelly. Yeah. Someone might sneeze. Yeah. What the fuck is Percy's girlfriend's problem? Does Percy even go here? No, he does not. She is jealous of Willow because Willow be smashing it as a college student. But as per- Percy explains, like a fucking crazy person or someone who's never seen Allison Hannigan, he says, I like my women hot. Fucking idiot. Or he's just saying that. To oh, to throw her off, off the scent. I see. Exactly. Ah. I think that's more of the case. We didn't even talk. Willow Percy, doomed. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love I love the world that Willow is trying to rebound with Percy. That's my favorite world. I hate that world. I fucking, I loved them hanging out three times during the course of an entire he season. He seems like he grew so much. I know. And then, no, he didn't. And then he showed up and he was super happy to see her. That's why I don't, I don't think, he might really think she's a nerd or whatever, but I, I don't know. I don't I think, think she, that, he doesn't like her. But. I don't think he, yeah, exactly. I think he's putting on airs a little bit, but he's also doesn't want to be with her mm-hmm. which is fine or he could just not be a dick about it and be like what what's your problem she's yeah. just a friend from high school right and that's what he should do i mean let's be real like shut up lady oh also because friend. it's in the same scene willow goes into a stranger's fucking room and just lays Lou, down on the bed i was bed. about to bring that up that was are weird. you kidding what me? the fuck are you fu- that that's when this episode fell off the rails for me she walked through that silent room or silent, that dark room and she just meanders up onto the bed Without like accidentally hitting the guy at all, I, until I just, it, it seems like you would know when you got on the bed that there was already weight there, mm-hmm. and you would have been like, "Oh, sorry." And yeah, unless it's like your friend's room that you spend a lot of time in, I don't think you'd crawl into someone's random bed. You don't know whose bed that is. You've never been there, and if people are fucking on it, they are stopping because someone's walked in, <laughs> and they're like, "What's going? Wait, we'll wait her out." Oh shit! Oh she's shit! Like, she's laying on top of my no bed. No one ever does this. She's laying in the bed. Like, I get that you needed to find the body, but there's such a better... Or get, like, have someone else find it, and then you, like, somebody screams. Have Percy scream. And then scream. Willow investigates. Like, yo, <laughs> make a, make Percy be a reason for being here. Like, the, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Percy's reason was to make Willow feel like garbage. Yes. So we can have so something to talk about, <laughs> because we have nothing to say in this episode. <laughs> so we gotta fill it with shit that we've already... Oh, look, the high school. Oh, look, fucking Percy's here. Yay! I was in the library during the quake. Almost got buried in some 19th century literature. Even I was bored, and I'm a science nerd. Don't say that. Man, I don't have to tell you how hard it is to dig through some of that stuff. I'm not ashamed. It's the computer age. Nerds are in. But they're still in, right? You okay? 
Uh, Willow spends an inordinately long amount of time in this episode wearing a shirt that says Bunny's Dog Walking Service. Oh, hell yeah. I got a close-up yeah. shot of that. Don't worry. <laughs> got to love. <laughs> Daniel? Uh, Xander invents MySpace. He says, uh, you're a waste of space. MySpace. My I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, sorry, Stacia. She's cool. She's hot. She's tepid. She's all temperature buffy. That was supposed to be my line. <laughs> I loved that line. Thank and you that's for Jane Espenson, right? There. Oh, yeah. Buffy. She's pretty cool, isn't she? Yes, already. She's cool. She's hot. She's tepid. She's all temperature buffy. Now, can we concentrate on the game here? I was really excited to see Amy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amy you sort of freaked out. Point. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because animals know. That's why the demons are restless, too. Because mm. of earthquakes. Ah. I guess. Wow. Also, I just like the reminder that Amy's a thing. Amy's a thing. And yep. she's there. And she's like listening to Buffy and Oh, I know. And Riley have this really intense conversation. <laughs> That's why like when she goes evil in the comics, it's like, it makes sense. You've heard so much. Of, yeah. So much bullshit yeah. mixed in with the good stuff. But I, I get you also wanting. Also abused by her mom. Yeah. And abused by them. I mean, Although, fuck, they can turn her any goddamn time. I think and they're she, not. she actually can't hear or understand anything as a rat. That's garbage. I because that. when she turns back into a human, she doesn't know the high school's gone. She doesn't know. I know, anything. I hate that, but yeah. still, I hate yeah. that. It makes no sense. Um, did you guys notice when Buffy walked by the cop? Coroner? The cop. She oh. walked by the cop. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. Are no, we ready? I'm not doing it. Oh, but he, he is muttering underneath his breath. He's doing the. Why? What do I say? The, hey, ain't used the lady? He's. <laughs> Under his breath. But no, they don't have to get into it. He's right. She's not a suspect. Oh, could, she could be a suspect, though. Cops will show up again, and I will Yeah, no, this is close. She's been to a cop since uh, Ted, I think. I mean, right? Because they've just been, like, around. No. I mean, she literally walks by him and then does, like, a little look back, too, which is great. I couldn't really get it, though. Oh, can you concentrate on the game here? Forrest and Riley are just, like, passing time, throwing the little ball through their little tiny basketball hoop, and he gets, like, pissed off that he's not concentrating on the game, like... This isn't... Where do you think you are, Forrest? He's... Because he's thinking about Buffy and he wants him to be thinking about him. I know. I know. But still, like, to get so mad about their fake non-basketball game. That's when he said the tepid line. That's when he was just like, I'm over this shit. That is true. I'm over all temperatures of Buffy. I mean, I realize now that I did just write down quotes, too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really like... I like the reveal of Spike and his embarrassing Hawaiian shirt. Mm get up because he actually sounds really mean and evil when he's like don't turn around and you're like something bad's about to happen and then and Zan- Xander does and he's just standing there like I tried to do laundry <laughs> <laughs> uh, more, uh, Morley Safer thrown into this episode by Xander it's kind of the CBS logo hey could this be the handiwork of one Mr. Morley Safer because it was a CBS logo very random doesn't very, look like it at all it doesn't look like way. it at, that's a random bit it's of dialogue I think some one of those writers was like, we're bringing fucking Morley Safer into this episode. Morley Safer died in 2016. He retired after 46 years on that show, and he died eight days later. God damn. R.I.P. Morley Safer. Oh, yeah. What's with Spike's, like, weird homophobia in this episode? The fag off thing, which, like, fag is cigarette, but you wouldn't say cigarette off. So I'm thinking that was definitely, like... And poof. Or was a way to say fuck off. And then poof, which is a derogatory term for gay people in That Britain one was land. more... Pointed. Yeah, that was definitely him that being, was, calling him. The other one yeah. was less probably specific. But. I think that was just a way to skirt saying fuck off, but like, we could have picked a And the British people, they can say that, and, and that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, poof. We're, again, they're relying on us not being hip to the British lingo God. to get away with that shit. I love that, that once Spike realizes that he can hurt and kill demons, that 
He's immediately on on team good side, and he's like got his zest for death back, and he's like vampires, er, nasty, yes. <laughs> trying to like get everyone all excited. Easier for the plot now that he's <laughs> into it and wants to be on their team. How cool do you think Riley thought he was when he pulled out his microphone thing and was like lilac one? Base one, this is lilac one. Lilac. He thought like that was like the like coolest. he was literally the coolest person in the world. Mm-hmm. And also with his like little Donkey Kong beeper, he's like, I'm trying to be really inconspicuous. Boop, boop, boop. Here's my thing in a world where there aren't any actual like cell phones or like smartphones. Oh, yeah. Here's this flashing beeping fucking thing that I'm looking in downtown Sunnydale. Tracking pheromones. But everyone's a zombie in downtown Sunnydale. Nobody fucking. Everyone's just wandering. wandering. They have no business yep. down there. No, no one's real. Um, balls. Yo. Too bad there are only two that count. count. That's what that poster says. Oh, is it? Yep. Too bad there are only two that and, and, and that's in Riley's room? Yep. Oh, shit. I room. thought that was Forrest's room because then it would have been like. They might. Do they oh. share a room? Yeah, share a room. Well, then it makes total sense. Yeah. Then that, that poster is not out of place at all. And that's exactly <laughs> where it should be. Also, I've never seen that poster in my life. No, I know. There's a lot of stuff that like I've seen, you know, just as like a kid in the 2000s and stuff. But I've never seen that in my life. Yep. And I feel like that's that's too too cheeky. Like it's obviously like, like somebody stuff. made it like in the art department. I don't know. It must be real. Yeah. I feel like they found it in like a discount bin at Kmart or something and they're like, eh, good enough. Yeah. I just who would put that on your wall? I don't know. I think they were Forest. trying to give Riley a personality, which was literally just like sports. Sports. Because next to it is a picture of two basketball players. Oh, Seems like a oh yeah, there's like thing a picture to frame of frame and hang up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. It's and then like his, his basketball hoop. Yeah. No, it's yeah, like that's, just a picture. It's still it's not, not a, a personality. I, yeah. Why would you frame it, though? I feel like a college guy would like use a tack. Oh, sure. Or like just a piece of tape. Yeah. yeah. We did get to see Graham get hit by the ball, though, and that was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Oh, Graham. <laughs> Good block. You should use your face more often. Uh, we went to the first time back to the Sunnydale Museum, where Spike, once again laid down uh everyone's secret fear that they're worthless oh man he read them both <laughs> amazing four film. Uh, amazing was this the first time we had been to the museum and in, since inca mummy girl yeah i think so. i didn't even clock it as that for some reason i thought it was the the thing from pangs but that was like the cultural center or whatever oh yes yeah i know i think this is our first time back since wow. inca mummy girl wow. which makes the oz goodbye even sadder right isn't that's the episode yeah we're mm-hmm. eskimo her yep why didn't Who those demons girl? just fucking kill Giles? They just beat the shit out of him and left. Because they didn't need to. Who even knows? I guess that's true, but like, I don't know. Would the demons think that far? Like, why not just fucking kill him? Eh. I guess once he's incapacitated, they don't care anymore. Daniel? Are there no municipal funds to tear down the, the fucking high school? Like, isn't oh that a God. blight on your community? I don't understand. You have a UC, you have a University of California system school, and you can just have a fucking derelict. Like, more than derelict. That place is fucked up. And it's just fine. And it's obviously like a biological hazard, right? To have all that rotting fucking There was a in. snake. There was a snake person. Look, I know this is Sunnydale, but we this happened, guys. There, it's literally a bombed out fucking school just hanging out. And I think it's like, when we saw in graduation day, it felt like the thing exploded. Like yeah. a fucking like matchsticks just like fucking went everywhere. This thing is mostly intact. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, to be fair, it has been like... Four months since it blew up. 
Yeah, but it looks like no work is being done. Oh, I, I mean, th- I feel like they demolish it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, we gotta get. I well, know a, we're a, a weird town. We gotta because get because if the... people do what they did and will do throughout the season and like walk through it, it's a hazard, and the city could be liable for that, right? Like if it fucking collapses on them. Oh yeah. Even oh yeah. Yeah. But the new mayor not thinking ahead like Who the old the mayor. mayor. Oh my god. You never know. Well, that's probably why the new mayor is probably also pulling some strings. Uh, I'm, I don't have anything else to say. The final thing, Buffy. Uh, I wonder where I've seen this before. Where else? The place I spend most of my waking hours memorizing stuff on the sides of mausoleums. Big freaky cereal boxes of death. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She who hangs out in cemeteries. This thing, this you and me thing, it's stupid. I know. Which is why we can't do it. The you and me thing. No, I mean you're stupid. I mean, I don't mean that. No, I think maybe I do. Do either of you have anything else to yell about? No? No. Then can I get a gosh no, dang sir. update on my freaking watches, please? Xander construction outfit. No, he has a new job. Pizza. Maroon jacket watch. No, she has a red jacket, but not a maroon jacket. So no. Force escape for Riley watch. Of well, course. Yes, Green yeah. turtleneck. Uh, playing. <laughs> that's, that's a factor. Playing toy <laughs> basketball with a poster that says balls. Yep, yep. Uh, we've already talked all about that. Um, he's concerned about Riley. What's going on in that head of yours? Uh, and then he's getting mad at Riley when he wants to talk about Buffy. Yes, already. Mm-hmm. She's cool. She's hot. She's tepid. She's all temperature <laughs> Buffy. So he's all over the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's spiraling out, basically. Um, Chips Ahoy, no, but there's just, like general talk about his right. condition. So like kind of kind of counts. Dauphin Watch, no. You should lock your door. No, because we're not convinced that Giles was really in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Sandy Watch, was. no, but Percy did show up, which is pretty cool. Uh, Michael Wicket, Amy Goth Watch, yes, Amy, Amy which is... Whatever. Um, Books a million, no. I mean, it doesn't fulfill all of the qualities. Um, And there was no Wicca, anything. We haven't seen Tara since. (laughs) Um, Books a million, no, but we did see the one book with the Viral Demon. But not the name of it. Never saw anything. They just had it open. Uh, Streets Ahead, no, but we did get a couple of looks at the... um, And then Jaws Biggest KO, um, I would say so. Hell um, yeah, he gets beat up. So Buffy got slammed onto her back. Onto oh my god, that, that was so brutal. The, the, how does anybody walk away from that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Giles basically got slammed like that too, motherfucker. Like, and we couldn't can't confirm he lost consciousness, but I no. I think he might have gotten knocked the fuck out. I think this was the but the most dangerous. I mean, I guess having your head bashed in. Yeah, but like he tough, looks but, really messed up, and when yeah. they find him, even he's like, uh, oh yeah, but he weirdly just has scratches on his face. But he seems pain like uh, hell no uh, to open the hell no. Are you sure that's what he was really saying? No, I can't. Or did they just dub that in? He's probably saying, I'm fine. I feel great. (laughs) This is incidental. I'm a hologram. Oh, and before we even get away from all of this, I'm sorry I didn't bring this up before. I cannot believe that they wrote into the story that somebody just knew that Giles had that little thing and they went and found Giles and took that little thing. Oh, yeah. And it's all predicated on him buying it from a fucking garage sale. What kind of fucking bullshit is that? It's the most yada yada of all That's time. some of the dumbest shit that Buffy, a dumb show, has ever done. Because it's multiple layers, right? Not only did the demon just know he had it, but he had it to begin with. Like, this is a one unique item in the whole fucking world, and Giles just has it. Buried in a box. Just has it. Has forgotten about it for 30 years. But don't worry, this demon cult knows that he's got it. Because oh, nobody else would have been able to tip Whatever. <laughs> Uh, that was illuminating. Thank you for the update on the watches. Um, if you want to be updated on stuff regarding our podcast, you can find information about us on the internet at Beat Me Pod everywhere Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. 
You can also find us at our website, bbpod.wordpress.com. That's got show notes. If you're like, hey, you played a cool little clip of that thing there. I wonder what that was. Hey, no way to find out except going to our website, bbpod.wordpress.com. Jesus Christ. And if you like the things that we do during this podcast, music-wise, you can find it in a nice collection on Spotify. You can go to Beat Me Hyphen, Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fans, Season 4. And that'll contain all the music that plays in the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's available on Spotify as Spotify, as well as it's a new service. Spotify. Any music that we feature in these podcast episodes that you're listening to now. So go check that stuff out. Thank you so much. I think it is time to rank this sucker. Wow. Willow hack slash we talk about the net. Something this is this something wicked this way comes. Fine. There's nothing. There's I, can, nothing. I don't see a computer. No spells. Nada. Giles, as we just spoke about, gets the shit beat out of him. Very Giles. There's the crappy, blurry establishing shot of the Giles mobile, which I'm going to count every time I see it. It counts. Um, and then, yeah, him having the fucking one artifact. The one artifact. That this whole episode hinges upon because there's actually no plot in this episode. Uh, I give him a nine. All that stuff is very Gilesy. Riley, I give him a seven, and I just put a blank because I think this is this is officially the beginning of the end. I think this is. We have turning point Riley. His charm is not going to get him by anymore. But I think he makes a couple of cogent points. And I think that, Daniel, you're right about him being fake dark. Like, no, I get it. I get it, right? This is what you want me to say? That, you know, you like the darkness and things are, you know, life shakes you and you got to get over it. But I think him being like, we have more in common than you even thought. And we could actually work this out. Maybe we should talk about it. Things okay. I am upset. Ever been to Iowa, Riley? God, if that's even your name. It is. Born and raised. Monster of the Week. Uh, the, the demons themselves are kind of cool. There's a lot of, go, like, the the paint job and, like, the little spiny things they got going on underneath. So that's cool. But as far as their badassness, they failed on everything they tried to do. They didn't really hurt anybody, and they didn't end the world. So What do you mean? They murdered so... a kid in the middle of a wild party. <laughs> one murder. I mean, And, like, how they get in and, like, how they get out and no one saw them. Whatever I and them. why? You could have just done that outside the school. Someone would have been walking by. You could have gotten your blood. And you could have just jumped in at the same time. You could have jumped in with them. Is four too many? Does four <laughs> stop? No, it yeah. needs to be three exactly? Three. Yeah, this is a three kind of I gave them a seven. Apparently, I really like the makeup job. Makeup was um, cool, I guess. Relationship goodness to badness. Buffy and Riley get together, so I guess that's good even though nobody likes that so i should have made the name out. of this episode is doomed spiking everyone is super <laughs> high because spike's part of the team now even though he completely like destroyed willow and xander emotionally uh willow and percy big negative the yeah but willow <laughs> and buffy about percy was excellent yeah. it's like percy called you a nerd it's like people someone's dead buffy yeah but, they but you're mad about that nerd. Yeah. i know and i love that because they're best friends Seven or Buffy too when she's like, um, what is it? Uh, dating a guitarist or I was, and then Buffy immediately was like, "Let's move on to the next thing." She's yeah. a good friend right there. Do not so, let her dwell. Yes, gave relationships a seven and episode specific pain, death, apocalypse. None of it fun. Two out of ten. <laughs> not the Zeppo. <laughs> uh, Thirty-seven for the episode. That is number eight for the season. Right. Below Pangs and right above the initiative. Below Pangs, above the initiative. Okay. Oh, yeah, for this season. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Stacia? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what you want? I appreciate that assessment of my ranking. Oh, I was just 
I'm like, wow, it's so different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put it really high? No, I put it. I, it's it's my bottom for this season. Oh, the like the least the lowest. good episode. Yeah. That's the word that lowest. The least good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, I ranked it fifty out of sixty-seven. Nice. And I put it below bad eggs and above the Zeppo. Where is it in relation to the Dark Age? Below it. Nice. Above the Zeppo. Hilarious. Because they both the are uh, apocalypse episodes. You yeah. can imagine this one being a better episode. I mean, not for you, but for me. If we didn't center around our friends and we just took the melodrama of a fake cult. I mean, basically, the Zeppo makes fun of an episode like this. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it makes totally. sense. This is all idiotic bullshit. All the same so it's best if we drama don't. with Buffy and, and a even man. the same fucking villain. That's the last time we opened the Hellmouth was in the Zeppo. <laughs> <laughs> Never even thought of it. Man. Jesus. Yeah. This is just a worse version. They watch of the, the Zeppo. Zeppo and they're yeah, like, "What it's if we better, made this?" Because I put it above the Zeppo. <laughs> well, I will put it well below to even that out. I mean, this episode. Okay, so to just for my ranking, this episode has some good lines, but honestly, mm. I forget about this episode. Frankly, nothing important really happens, and it's overall generally forgettable. However, I love bad eggs. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, bad eggs is not. Forgettable. I know what's going on in Bad Eggs. If you told me what Doom was before we watched it, and I, I did. would never have known. And you didn't. I would never have known. How could well, I ever have yeah. known? Yeah, I had to tell both of you. It's the one, I mean, because the only thing that matters that happens in this episode, it's the one where Spike realizes he can hurt demons. That still That's means it. nothing to me. And yet Buffy and Riley get together officially in this episode. Well, see, if you had said this is when Riley finds out what the Slayer is, that would have uh, made more sense to okay. me. If you said this is the one where they were playing basketball with the balls oh, poster, I would have known exactly okay. what No, no. Next time you guys forget, I'll, be, Anyways. I'll just say balls. <laughs> oh, no. Dan? This episode sucks. The scene in the graveyard, I enjoyed, except for the th- what you. I forgot all about that because I block out everything Riley says. But when he said, "My body is humming," fine, 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 fine. This was also the episode that not only gave us that, but it also gave us the line where Graham walked in after getting hit by the ball, which was awesome. And I wish they did that shit more. But Graham walked in and he said that he couldn't get close to the party without drawing attention to myself. Now. I want to watch the episode from Graham's point of view. This is a great segue into Graham's version of the of the Zeppo of this. Because Graham couldn't get close to Porterhouse. Why? He's not in his fatigues. Has he been kicked out before? Is he part of Porterhouse and he's no longer dating somebody there and no longer dating them? He couldn't go to the party is what he's telling them. And everybody was just like, it's fine. It does seem suspicious since he is a college guy on a college campus and somehow at least one or more spiny demons managed to roll up into that party, murder someone and leave without anyone noticing. And the initiative themselves have showed up in basically their fatigues to many locations. In their fatigues. But something about Graham couldn't get close to it. (laughs) So there's a lot of there's a lot of windows into better episodes that could have been worked. If there was more time, Doug Petrie, this <laughs> motherfucker is on you. Yeah. Uh, this is no, I'm going to put it at number 98 overall out of one. Thir- that's, that's <laughs> I mean, looking at where it where it lands. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's above bad eggs and stuff just because it's better written. Like all of it's just better written. What are you talking about? Spike. In bad eggs, she also jumps into a crack in the floor. Listen, bad <laughs> But like bad eggs, but like bad eggs, it would. If we are ranking episodes for Bobby, there's no crack on the floor. This is definitely a better one. But like bad eggs, nothing happened down there, and all the action was off camera. And the same thing was here. She just grabbed somehow and was pulled up off camera. Murdered 
a mama bezoar with like an axe and cuts her way to the surface. I currently have Iconic. two slots above bad eggs. The two more episodes can go above bad eggs and only one can go below it because then we're at the basement. Killed by death is the lowest. 136 is open. 135 is bad eggs. Damn. Ouch. And there's a couple above it. I'm really but, I mean, curious we talked to see ab- which one is going to meet the bill. Oh, God. I don't even know. Probably the one without a minute. It's hard to say. I would have thought if you had asked me, like, the episodes that I hate, Beer Bad is one of them that would pop up to my mind. And Beer Bad's, like, the middle of my rankings now. Beer it is wonderful. multiple episodes from this season higher than Doomed is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's not even just the second penultimate worst episode. It is pretty high ranked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 77. Beer Bad's legitimately great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially compared to this. Yeah, maybe maybe that's too high. Maybe I'm actually more mad about it than I think. I love it. Yeah. I think it's perfect. What? This episode? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I want to oh, drop yeah. it down. Yeah. Maybe I want to. It's the station's favorite thing to do. When you think about Change Beer Bad yeah. in comparison to this episode. Is it better? Is this... is surpri- Surprise is bad. That's a bad episode. Yeah. Is this worse than Surprise? Is this better than Surprise? I don't really remember... Yeah, see, that's bad. But we will also not remember Doomed. I mean, Surprise is the one Surprise where doomed. Burfy... Oh, we're Burfy. Surprise, Surprise is the one where Burfy... It's Buffy's birthday? Where Buffy has a birthday! And then she and Angel get, get it on. Yeah, Burfy's birthday. <laughs> oh my god. Shoot me. <laughs> Right. Surprise, your innocence is gone. Right, right? yes. Innocence is It's Burfee's birthday, and they end it with the, the sex, and then the next episode, Angel's lost his soul. Yes. Okay, so surprise, instantly better. Surprised, I'm putting Doomed at 125. Fuck it, I hate oh, this. Oh, shit. This episode sucks. We really roasted it. I did this before we talked about it. This episode sucks. Balls, get it. Sucks balls. Get it out of here. Yeah, 125. Done. Damn. Wow. What? What a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about it. Me too. Okay. That would have been a mistake. Mistake averted. Well, station. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about Burfee? Vampire? No, side? sir. <laughs> Daniel, do you have anything, any closing thoughts on the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Doomed? Hey, you guys serious about Naked Limbo? I'm in. Oh, and then he died. And he died. <laughs> so. That's the last thing That's he said. Bad. Oh, no, there no. you go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor dude. Oh, well. I wonder if they honored his wish and they propped up his dead body and like. <laughs> it's, what it's what Todd would have wanted. <laughs> it is probably what he would have wanted. Oh, Shit. Uh, well, that is doomed in the books. What you know? What it's always a joy to talk about these episodes, <laughs> even if they're fucking garbage. <laughs> Uh, but I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't, uh, I can't hope. Nope. I really hope that you join us for the next one. Doomed is not the one we just listened to. <laughs> Watch. Holy shit. This is all falling apart. I hope you join us next time for new, season four, episode 12. Man. A new man. A new man. Mm. What does it mean? Who's the new man? It's Giles. Ethan Rain. <gasps> Spoilers. Anyway. He's back. Station, say goodbye. We're going to get a goodbye. high, high ranking from Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> yes, we See will. See you in hell. <laughs> Didn't you already say goodbye? Isn't that why I did the hey, you guys naked limbo? Did no, I said, do you have do you have anything else to say oh, for yourself? Oh shit, my bad. Okay. Well, the, yeah, now you ruined your last word. I know. I have. <laughs> well, you're the editing master. You could just do it again. Yes. Daniel, say goodbye. Are you guys serious about naked limbo? I'm in. Okay. Oh, God damn it! I'm so sad that Honey came back. No.
Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You're part of some military monster squad that captures demons, vampires, probably have some official-sounding euphemisms for them, like unfriendlies or non-sapiens. Hostile subterrestrials. Nobody would mean flesh-eating demon. Nobody would point to Yeah, I was just passing by, and I thought I heard people inside. You were just passing by in your G.I. Joe outfit? Back when I was military guy. Paintball. Yeah, I was, I was playing paintball, and then the aftershock. So you're one of the commando guys, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Commando, no, no, I mean... Yes, Ma! How am I doing so far? Do I know you? Me? No. No, sir. <laughs>